Well, welcome to another another episode of the Backmarkers podcast. And we've got a bumper episode uh, today as uh, we've got reactions from the um, Emilia Romagna um, Grand Prix. Uh, or the... I mean, no, 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 Lou, you've got to give it its full title. I was about to say, oh, yeah. Right, the uh, Grand, the Pirelli Grand Premio del Made in Italy e del Emilia Romagna. There we go, 2021. Boom. <laughs> oh, I the best bit of the weekend fully. It wasn't the race. It was Ted walking around on his notebook asking people about oh uh, what is the best thing made in Italy oh when he talked about God. when he talked to Davide Valsecchi. I was just that like, yes, I am living for this. <laughs> was that the Holly notebook? That- Valsecchi yeah, was sat there just like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Why does he keep saying these Italian words to me? And he just repeated everything back to Ted yeah. in an Italian yeah. accent. It was, just, it was brilliant. It was so well, I do have to say I'm a big fan of Davide Valsecchi. Like, his commentary is yeah, so chaotic. Yeah, I really like him but, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he matched so perfectly with Ted's quality notebook, to be honest. <laughs> he, was, he, spent, he spent 17... Like, the, the notebook's normally like 23, 24 minutes. He spent 17 minutes talking about Mac, uh, McLaren, Mercedes, and Red Bull. And mm. then he was like, oh, well, I've now got six minutes to run down the other 17. <laughs> I was like, brilliant. Good job, Ted. Great timekeeping there. If we ever stop simping for a driver, I will always be a simp for Ted Kravitz. Amen. When I was watching the, the, the coverage like with my mum, she was like, who is this guy? And I was like, that is Ted Kravitz. I won't hear a word. And she was like, I'm sure I've seen him before. I was like, you know the interview with the cheese three weeks ago? And she was like, oh, I remember that one. I was like, yeah, that's Ted Kravitz. Right, let's get into some uh, proper content rather than Ted Kravitz. What are you saying? That is <laughs> 10 out of 10 top draw content. <laughs> let's get into our pre-race predictions. Let's start with pole position. Mm-hmm. We had ding, ding, dings all round here, boys. All three of us went with Max Verstappen for pole. Yep. Wait, no, so, Lewis was on pole. Yeah, Lewis was on yeah, pole. Yeah, Lewis was on pole. <laughs> Max Mate, started I'm third. I'm <laughs> yeah. Right, do you want to try right. that again? Uh, <laughs> let's just uh, remove those points. Yeah. <laughs> I was so, going to say, I was looking at them and I was like, I know how many points I've got. <laughs> Look, for the sake of continuity, you've done us a solid there, but you have diddled yourself out of the only point you got this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, I feel this section has yeah, to stay in. Like... You've had a stinker, Luke. <laughs> right. I've got a feeling that I missed out by quite a margin with some of them so uh, uh had... right the points have been adjusted <laughs> don't worry don't worry okay so pole position let's try this again we all went for max verstappen we were all wrong yeah we were. we were right early i mean to be fair after watching the race i kind of just thought max was ahead the whole time i didn't really think of any part of the weekend where max wasn't he he was he was first like so you know there's like the tiny like left kink when you're looking at the straight Max was already past Lewis by that point yeah. Yeah. and apart from when he pitted first for the slicks he led every lap mm-hmm. so you wouldn't have thought that he was started third because yeah. he was just first he, just, he had such a good start and I mean they said that he started in second gear and that's what did it for him that he well, Chaco um, had a good start as well to be fair like he almost yeah. got past, past uh, yeah. Lewis he just didn't have 
He just didn't have the right breaking point into the corner to get past yeah. him. Yeah. Especially with Max and uh, Lewis side by side. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, the fact that Max had had such a good start kind of made it a bit more difficult for Checo yeah, to... Checo was like, oh, maybe I'll... Because yeah. at one point they were literally three, three abreast, cars yeah. side by side. Yeah, three abreast, that's the term. Um, but, um, yeah, so we all got pole position wrong. As much yeah. as it feels like Max got pole... We all got <laughs> well, also he would have got pole had he not made a mistake on his uh, hot lap. So uh, well, he yeah. might have done because he could have made another mistake. Well, yeah, he uh, could have made to, another mistake. To, to use to use your quote from last week, Luke, Max uh, from three weeks ago, even the last race, <laughs> um, he he should have won the race, but he couldn't keep it within the lines. Uh, yeah, like if he'd have uh, kept it on the on the black stuff on his quality lap, he would have. Uh, yeah, because I think. Um, they said that his mistake cost him about three tenths of a second. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so we all anyway, didn't get points to, there. To first place, first place, we had um, me and uh, me and Brad correctly predicted yep. Mister Max Verstappen would win the race. Luke, not too bad a shout. You did go for Lewis. Mhm. Mhm. Um. So no points there. Yeah. Um. Second place, me and Brad both went for Lewis. And Luke went for Max. So basically, you you, you inverted the uh, yeah the front two and uh, fucked yourself by doing it. But well, we, yeah, we smashed it with uh, <laughs> with first and second. We done well. We didn't do very well with well, n- neither of us did None of third, us place third place very place. well. Although we did better with third place, Brad, because um, <laughs> <laughs> our driver finished. We both uh, we both went with Checo, which yeah. had a difficult. Yeah. To be fair, if he didn't have his issues, he would have got the podium quite comfortably. Yeah. Yeah, very true. But I think. But he had his issues. Yeah, so he had a, and he had a lot of them as well. Carlos thinks he could have got the podium if he hadn't gone off into the gravel because of the time that it lost him. Mm. Uh, he mm. do, he thinks if he hadn't gone off into the gravel, he would have been ahead of Lando and. Um, and Charles, yeah. Charles, he had pace yeah. this weekend. He did. Um, we'll finish this and then we'll get into a bit of discussion. <laughs> um, but Luke went for Bottas No, yeah, you're stinky. So, <laughs> well, yeah, anyway. uh, that's the last time I'll ever trust Bottas to do anything. Uh. <laughs> fastest, fastest lap. Luke went with Checo. You were incorrect. I went with the boy Yuki. Nah. <laughs> had, a diff- had a bit of a difficult weekend, and but did very well to finish in twelfth overall. Was it twelfth? I don't know with the amendments. To yes, the I think twelfth. Yeah, I think twelfth. And then Brad has pulled it out of the bag and he correctly predicted Lewis Hamilton would get the fastest lap. Mm. So oh, I bet boys. you were absolutely gassed when about 30 laps, after about 30 laps on the mediums, he pulled fastest lap out of nowhere. That's because he had DRS on that. <laughs> I, was, I was completely shocked. I know he had DRS, but I, when I saw it, I was like, mm. how's he done that then? Yeah, especially as he'd been pushing those tyres as well. Like <laughs> His fastest lap, though, was a lot quicker than Max, like at least over six yeah. temps, six seven temps. Like Max was taking it easy. He yeah, he was mm. comfortable, so he didn't have to. Yeah, he yeah. was. A he was taking it easy, and I, I mean, I obviously I haven't listened to all the team radios, but I genuinely think that Red Bull wouldn't have told him that the point had gone, like because uh, he would have then turned everything up to maximum and <laughs> yeah. gone for it. And obviously they just wanted to bring the car home, make sure that they got mm. the uh, got the dub. So. Um. Anyway, so that that leaves us on. Uh, Brad got three points this week. Whoa, 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 whoa! What about our out there predictions? 
Oh, I didn't write them down, so I don't know. Okay, you're okay. Out, out there predictions. So Jack, yours was Sonoda fastest lap because you was like, that's that's out there enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, Luke's was Paris will win or come back or come through the field and finish fourth. Which, right. to be fair, he was in fourth before he binned it. So uh... yeah. <laughs> but my out there prediction was Williams, both of them, to get out of Q1, which they did. Up the boys. Uh, I told you. I, I told you all all last week. I was like, w- Williams are going to have a really good race yeah. this weekend. Well, and they kind of did. <laughs> we need to do our bets first. So, um, so I won last time. Mm-hmm. I had the biggest one. So does well, that you had the win? only real win, didn't you? So, <laughs> yeah. It was 12 to 1 for Mazepin to retire. I don't believe. Um, So, I only... I did five bets again. Mm -hmm. So, a nice 50p. I had one win and one very close. Okay. So, my very close was 16 to 1. And it was Williams and Haas, both no points. Mm -hmm. Norris Podium. Ooh. Yuki points. Uh, So, I lost because Yuki didn't get points. That's that's a tough one to swallow. Uh, but my winner at six to one, so I, I won a nice seventy p. Uh, <laughs> Verstappen to win, McLaren double points, Gasly points, Vettel no points. Okay. At six to one. I, I think that was a fairly safe bet to be honest. The only thing I think that was uh, questionable there would have been um, Verstappen winning, whether it was Max or Lewis. I think. I think yeah. Else was going to come in. I did. I never had Seb getting points this week, and uh, I always had the McLarens in the points. Gasly. There we go. Gasly was touch and go. For, was touch and go for a bit with the strategy uh, issue. Yeah, but... Some, uh... but that shows how fast his car was. Yeah, yeah. Like definitely, they made the wrong call. We like, we yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He he came out afterwards actually and admitted. He said we made the wrong call. He said it was my call with along with the team to put the wets on. Um, when we were sat on the grid, we decided we wanted inters, but we didn't have enough time to change them over. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Is what it is, really. I'm I'm gonna go next, Luke, because I didn't actually put many bets on this week. I only mm-hmm. actually did two. Okay. So I had a forty to one mm-hmm. of Yuki Snowder fastest lap, <laughs> which didn't happen. And then I had one of the requester bets that uh, Sky Bets gives you, um, mm-hmm. which was called "The Grass Isn't Greener." Ah, oh, I saw that one. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Which was Norris to beat Signs, which happened. Stroll to beat Perez, which happened. Which happened. Yeah. Leclerc to beat Vettel, which happened. Yeah. Ocon to beat Ricardo. I mean, admittedly, ah. when oh. I read the bet, I I saw the first three. I was like, they will happen. Completely forgot about the fact that Ocon had to beat Danny Ricardo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was that would have been twenty to one. So I was only one like one of the four things. That's like, a I good got, one. I got three three out of four right. But mm-hmm. you know. so I um, have got four. With, uh, Four or forty, Luke. How many did you, four. Did you do this week? <laughs> I, I did four. I did four bets, okay. and I won three of them. Why? Well, hey. oh. So I had Lando for a podium at five to nice. one. That was a nice okay. learner. Nice. Um, if then... you were going to put a bet on it, why didn't you put that in your fucking predictions? 
Because I thought about it later in the week. <laughs> you thought about it after qualifying, is what you're telling me. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're on about. Uh, well, because after qualifying, the odds hadn't changed on him. Like, they hadn't drastically dropped yeah. because of where he qualified. Yeah. But he had the pace to that, be in P3. That was very smart. That was very smart. But I thought the whole time after I had that lap, lap um, done, I was just like, he's got the pace. Like, we mm. can see that. I mean, obviously... The events of the race changed changed a little bit, but it didn't really change where I think he could have finished. Yeah, like I, I think, mean, I I think honestly, we'll get into it a little bit more later. But I think he could have beaten Checo and Bottas on pace without any did, events in that race. It did look like it because he was dialed into the circuit. Like and he was had a stinker. <laughs> yeah, indeed he did. So the next one up, I've got um, the winning margin to be eight seconds or more. And that was at 11 to 2, so 5.5 to 1. So that's a little bit higher. Um, and my biggest winner at 11 to 1 was the egg to finish. You actually bet on him to finish. Damn. After I, what he did in qualifying. Because, because of, well, after what he did in practice and in qualifying, the odds shot up. And I thought, you know yeah. what? This is worth sticking a quid on or whatever because if he makes it to the end, then easy money. And if not, then I, w- I wasn't exactly betting more than I could afford to lose. So, yeah. Luke, Got- can, you, uh, can, so- you, can you tell me what to bet next week, please? Because yeah. my bets are fucking <laughs> yeah. dreadful. And then I did so come quite close we- to a 25 to 1. George Russell for Q3. And nah. that didn't happen. I would have been very happy had that close. happened. Close. Yeah. So the way that we have like the the two highest bets in the last two races has been Mazepin to retire on the first lap <laughs> and then Mazepin to finish. We don't have faith in him at all. Okay. Right, let's get into qualifying. Let's start with Q one. The highlight was Williams getting out. Right, yeah. I think that was the only big thing. You had the the two passes. Last, I mean, Mick out-qualified Mazepin by five temps. Yeah. The and two alpha males, the circus didn't suit them. Yeah. Well, um, also, an important important point on Mick is that... Important. An important point on Mick is he was only um, one and a half tenths off of um, Giovinazzi, which I is... It was, yeah. it, it was a very good weekend for Mick. Yeah, like... Well, we'll ignore... And also, I mean, the cutest content of just tell me it's going to be okay like I need yeah. his team radio guy I need him it's as my really, life coach like, it's, like, it's all okay it's all okay we're going to fix the car we're going to get you back out there I was just like oh Mick <laughs> he's the one he is yeah. The one. <laughs> so yeah he had a uh, yeah, Q1 I think the biggest winner obviously is Williams but Mick is a close second there so uh, yeah so it's the two Hasses out, the two Aston, uh, the two Alfa Romeos. There's too many A's on this grid. Um, and and Yuki, because yeah, Yuki had his massive, massive shunt, um, which was a shame because that Alfa Tauri undoubtedly has pace and he could have qualified well, but he didn't. He he was on his first flying lap and he uh, he overcooked it. It's quite funny as well with these, um, like with these races, how things like work out. Because like I remember back last year with the whole uh, racing point COVID situation with Checo, 
Mm. Obviously, they were right near their factory when they were at Silverstone, um, mm-hmm. ready to fit Nico Hockenberg's seat. And obviously, with this, they were just down the road from their factory <laughs> to be able to fix that car. Well, I was about to say that car crash of a car, quite literally that car crash of a car. Well, yes. Like, uh... It did look <laughs> pretty... Um, unrecoverable, really. Yeah, he. I mean, he'd I done mean, a number on it. He did get. He, he got a five-place grid penalty, didn't he? For yeah, because they had to change the uh, gearbox. Gearbox. Replacing the gearbox. Yeah, and I was like, which was obviously like you look at that stuff, <laughs> like, right at the back. That's I mean, I, I honestly thought away. they were going to have to have a whole new car. Like, no. right. I'm like, sure they could have salvaged salvage. the front. Like the front end was probably salvageable, but the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's nothing especially there. the angle and the impact. Like, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, they were very lucky. They're just down the road in uh, Forenza, so uh, yeah. they could. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, and uh, as I said over the weekend as well, like this track, obviously it being an old school circuit at Imola, like it really was a lesson for some drivers in crashing well, crashing <laughs> to preserve the car. Like obviously Charles, we saw he decided to just straighten the car up so he didn't go in backwards into the wall and just went for like wheels first like front wheels first because he was like well that damage is easy to fix yeah right and I mean then also I mean I know we're not talking about the race yet but the amount of adventures there were and you saw differing reactions to them so uh, yeah right yeah. but yeah so Q1 was pretty uh well it was more eventful than it would have normally been because yeah obviously big shunt and the williams both through so uh was a was a nice one which leads us to q2 um I can't yeah well i think the story is there it was how far george can get up the grid and i think 12 was the maximum uh donald tifi mm. I, I thought he was going to be 15th but Alonso had a stinger. Um, yeah. They did the exact same time. Ocon, um, not Ocon, Latifi just did it earlier. Yeah. So he lined up 14th, which is his best grid position. Yeah. And the first time that's credit. a double Q2 um, since uh, Hungary. So Hungary, Hungary last year. Yeah. And also um, the first there is time, progress. The first time Alonso's been outqualified by a teammate since I think they said it's Malaysia 2011. Malaysia 2017. 2017. 2011? 2011? Okay. He's not that good. Right. Oh, <laughs> I was pulling back at you, though. Know, you were like, Malaysia. I was like, yes, he does. Yeah. He knows it. I mean, he's like 2011. I was like, nah, lad. <laughs> that would be an impressive decade of qualifying. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Eight, eight years. <laughs> but Ocon had a pretty, a pretty good qualifying. Uh, so, yeah. to... Uh, because he squeaked through to Q3, I want to say. He got into Q3, and because Stroll didn't set a time, he yeah. was ninth. Ninth. And I mean, to be honest, that's probably about as much as the Alpine could ever hope for in qualifying. If, if, if I'm honest, boys, I feel like uh, the track favoured Ocon a little bit in terms of the fact that we've, we've said before, Ocon's not exactly the best at committing to overtakes, and it was a track that didn't really promote overtaking, <laughs> that doesn't promote overtaking anyway, so... All he had to do was get his defensive lines right. Set his laps I think I think Alonso just had a bit of a stinky weekend. Yeah. Which is weird because I think he's the only race winner from the before. I don't think Kimmy's won at Imola, whereas Kimmy won, no Alonso won in two thousand and five. Yes, and six. There you go. Um 
Yeah, it's, then, uh, who else got eliminated in Q2? I think it was just Vettel. Yeah, so Vettel, uh, and the two Carlos. Williams. Carlos, P11. That was a big surprise. Um, and he mm-hmm. was very frustrated. Um, yeah. He was frustrated a lot of the weekend, wasn't he? As we saw yes. in the race. Where he shouts over the radio, how many more mistakes am I going to make? Yeah. I did enjoy then his race engineer being like, you're going too fast, a guy. And he's like, yes, like... <laughs> <laughs> but he, I think... Um, signs, obviously, because we said that he thought he could have got a podium if he hadn't made those mistakes. I think the key issue was qualifying there. That in qualifying P11, like it's gonna be difficult to salvage your weekend. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Then we've got Q3, and a fun fact being that from fourth to um, I want to say eighth place was the same order as in Bahrain. Really? Yeah. Oh no, four to seventh, sorry, because Bottas was eighth. So because it was Charles, then um then Gasly, and then Rick Bobby, and then Lando. Yeah. Exact same yeah. order as Bahrain. Um mm-hmm. which was a strange bit of trivia, but I enjoyed that one. I noted that down when uh, when I heard it. Um so I won't I won't claim credit for it, but uh <laughs> just just reporting it. We'll talk about Paul in a minute, but I think is worth talking about Lando because that is apart from the pole that is the main thing yeah I cannot, I what a lap it could have been when they're going round they're all setting their laps and it comes to the end and I see Lando do sector one I was like he's been quick and I was like oh, he's done purple sector one as soon as that purple sector two came out I was like he's gonna I do it he's gonna do it I stood up for my sofa and I was like he's gonna fucking okay, do it this is it and then I can't lie when he went across the line, I was a little disappointed he was second <laughs> at that point. I, yeah. was like, I was like, oh, second? And then the bombshell, oh, his laptop's been deleted. I was like, yeah. don't you dare. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, VAR, where is VAR? <laughs> I wasn't surprised that he was purple in Sector 1 because all Saturday and the race, they were lightning down yeah. Sector 1. Because I was just, I, I said it before, I was like, there's going to be no problem them overtaking on a straight they've consistently been the mm. fastest which is weird I mean I know we discussed this before um, in, in, in the group chat but like they had a pretty awful Friday yeah yeah and stinky I think it, I can't remember which one of you it was that said it but I'm going to steal your point anyway about that that could lead into why Ricardo obviously struggled in the fact that Lando is used to the changes being made from the Friday to the Saturday and like by McLaren after having a stinky Friday and getting the car on track whereas yeah, yeah. Ricardo was probably it like is used to having it all set up and perfect ready for him to go on Saturday yeah. I think now, Danny one quite was, likes was, a, a nice <laughs> build up like yeah. there's a proper progression whereas like Lando's pretty used to like normal 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 then qualifying it's like yeah we're here yeah. Like, this is what we're doing um, so I think well, I mean Danny is still out qualified Lando 2-0 so far so like but I think that's more race pace is always on Friday FP2 yeah. and if they're still stinky on Friday I think that's the problem because it's clear that Danny hasn't got the race pace at the moment yeah mm-hmm. like I mean Danny's always gonna be able to get the most out of a car in quality because he will get it to he's the always edge. been really good at qualifying yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. but then across a race distance to be fair though obviously the lap time was deleted but I think even without going out of bounds Lando's lap would have been out of bounds what am I chatting about uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Even without exceeding Great, the limits. Yeah. Even without exceeding the limits, I think Lando's lap would have been quicker than Danny. Oh, yeah, yeah, by far. Lap. Yeah, by far. That lap probably would have been, even without going off track, it probably still would have been good enough for third, like, if not fourth. So Yeah, because yeah, there was a bit of a gap. Yeah. So it, it would have been roundabout. It either would have been where Checo was, or he would have been just behind Checo, but ahead of Leclerc. So, mm-hmm. but... It, well, obviously, uh, as we all know, um, it didn't it didn't matter in the end, really. But it didn't do it any favors for our blood pressure. Being like, oh my god, and then the come down, being like, ah. Uh. And also, I mean, I, th- I mean, we all said it. That was an absolutely brilliant qualifying. Would have been nice if Lando had kept his lap, but like we were. I mean, it just engrossed. it was a steady build because we were like, yeah. yes, come on, the Williams. And then like P two, it was like, all right, the Williams has done well. We had a little bit of a lull, and then it was. Oh my god, what is Lando doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? It was a real climax of the weekend and ended in a bit of an anti climax, to be honest. Oh, uh, yeah. Ended. But it, it set up a lot for the race. Obviously, Lando put on Twitter as well, like, um, let's go let's go get it. Yeah. On the Sunday morning. And I was like, he is up for this. He knows he's got the pace. Yeah. He's yeah. up for doing something today. That leads on to a point that like, I wanted to make about Lando and how he has progressed and how I think the beginning of this season he really has made that next step um, to becoming someone that can lead a team because I know um, he has said it in a kind of jokey way before like I mean at the um, McLaren launch being like oh well like, I need to kind of step up to be like the, uh, the, the team leader here but his results are justifying that and he put in an amazing performance on the Sunday was mm-hmm. I don't want to say was unlucky on the Saturday because track limits are track limits but I mean in a yeah. way he was unlucky on the Sunday as well if Lewis hadn't been able to unlap himself well yes there is that that uh, <laughs> he Lewis was in ninth place and uh, obviously I mean that's the way the rules work no no I, was... know, I know I know I know no 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 I was gonna say I agree with you it's unlucky those that is the way the rules work and the point I want to make there the amount of rubbish I've seen on Twitter being like, oh, will they benefit Lewis? I was like, no, like, those are the rules. What, like, what, one thing I did see was like, like a lot of people going, oh, that rule should be changed, blah, 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 blah. And then someone was like, why does the rule always have to be changed when it benefits Lewis? It's like, we know he's good, but like, a rule's there. And if it benefited Kimi Raikkonen or like Latifi, no one would have cared. It's only because it benefited Lewis. And yeah. because Lewis was so good to get himself up to second. Yeah. Like, he he's he still like, even with with unlapping himself, he still had to overtake seven cars. Well, exactly. Like on a track which where you can't that, overtake. Which is something that Bottas could not do. Yeah, like he was getting swarmed the whole race, and you're like, is that just the Mercedes? Is the Mercedes just fundamentally not that good? And is it just Lewis pulling it out of the bag all the time? And also add the fact that Lewis had damage from the first lap. Uh, which they believe was worth two uh, two tenths of a second. Mm-hmm. I imagine they changed that at the red flag, seeing as you can. Oh, at the red flag. There. Okay, yeah, but but like he had the damage, like the little bit, like the end plate got mm. damaged. It was that front wing that he crashed into the wall with. The one with ah, damage. yes, yes. He pitted to change it, and then the red flag came. That out came out. Yeah. Lap. So he, <laughs> in a way, as well, talking about the unlapping himself. If he had pitted the next lap, like he, he wouldn't have had to have done that front wing change in race time. It, it would have been under the red flag if it had waited yes. like, the next lap or whatever. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, but I mean, ins and outs. <laughs> I mean, that can lead us nicely to talking just about, well, more specifically about the ins and outs of the race. That there was so much action that the logistics <laughs> of Lewis's front wing. <laughs> which in a normal race probably would have been a fairly major talking point is I mean, something that think, we can quite easily forget <laughs> they did think at the start they thought that it wouldn't make too much of a difference in the um, circumstances with the weather like it wasn't going to make too much of a difference until it stopped raining mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is important to note because obviously I think when the red flag came about and Lewis did change that front wing it was not too long after not too long before things actually started try, like drying up, clearing up sort of thing. Well yeah, because I mean obviously one of the major talking points the accident between George Russell and Valtteri Bottas um, that was one of the things listed in the FIA's um, well the steward's summary of it is that the DRS um, was a big factor in that the track was still well, the track was drying but the DRS had been enabled and obviously the uh, outer edges of the circuit are still wet so mm-hmm. yeah like whilst we're talking about DRS it annoyed me the whole weekend because last year there wasn't that many overtakes and they're like oh you just need to extend the DRS then they extend the DRS and they're going oh DRS is too powerful <laughs> it's like Make, make your mind up yeah like, exactly it's like either we want you either, overtakes you either want it to make it really difficult or you want to see overtakes it's very much like VAR mm-hmm. everyone was gagging for it when it came and then everyone's like oh no I don't want it now mm. but as soon as it goes everyone's going to be like where's it like, going yeah. VAR, VAR would have changed that mm. but just, that's that a, infuriated me all weekend that yeah like, and I'm 100% on board with you on that because I mean one thing I will say is that Martin Brundle was like you know actually maybe the DRS is doing what it's meant to do here because in the battle between <laughs> we're jumping around a bit but it was that sort of Grand Prix the battle between um, Norris and um, Hamilton that it took him a good few laps he didn't just steam past and yes okay it's because they got the same engine but like it, the DRS did the job there that it got Lewis close enough and he had to then have the perfect lap to go from being 0.8 of a second ahead uh, behind mm. sorry and then the lap he overtook he was 0. 0.7 and Point that seven. one tenth yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was enough every time every time when they had like the little gap at the side on like the timing tree um, and every time when uh, Lando got onto the straight I was like it's 0. 0.8 we're good boys we're good yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing with Charles I think that is the reason that he couldn't get past it because every time through the final sector the, the McLaren was just a little bit better yeah and I think it's more the Ravatsas. They he and Lando was just better. Maybe not through there because the DRS detection point is before that. Maybe it's well, just pretty... like from the exit of um, uh, Variante Alta. Yeah. Like Lando was just better on the exit, which meant he had a better drive down to the Ravatsas. I mean, to be honest, though, I think Lando was just better all round on this track. Like, I I, I I think I think a lot has to be said for like how well he drove the track this weekend. Yeah. Like he played it tactically. Like he he, good on this track. Like every every breaking point he nailed, every um, traction zone he nailed, and he you you could tell when he obviously we know when the car's harvesting because the uh, harvesting um, electrical energy because the red lights flashing. But he used his um, his electrical energy in the right places to make Mm -hmm. sure he had the gap so that then he could stay ahead in the DRS yeah. areas. So, but like, he also had 
the maturity to decide well not decide really I mean it's Ham's force to an extent but the maturity to go Lewis is quicker <laughs> at the point where Lewis overtook well no he still he still gave it a he two gave lap, it a go, like defence like, he, he, he just he just he, he just sat in the middle of the road that's all he, he said, needed to he do he said after Lewis got past he was like I Lewis could fight it yeah he was like, like I could have used my tyres up but I didn't like the, the more time he spent battling Lewis I think in my opinion the more chance there would have been of the Ferraris catching him oh yeah like definitely and I think kind of part of that was that when um, Lewis did get well when he was battling with Lewis his defence did not compromise his line he as yeah. Brad said he put the car in the middle of the track but because it's quite a narrow circuit going in the middle is not going to compromise really your entry into the into the left right chica- left right left yeah. chicane so like it's uh it well that's Villeneuve isn't it that one so like yeah like it was all right like he could defend but he didn't then think oh he's got past us let's try and keep him the DRS and fight him for this it's like no gonna keep my tyres going because P3 is our battle would mm-hmm. P2 would have been absolutely brilliant like we would have loved yeah. that but P3 we were all in, over the moon with. Not at the risk of finishing P5. Exactly. Had Daniel Ricciardo done a better job at holding him, it could have been a bit of a last lap battle. But yeah. I think Ricciardo kind of just let him go. Like There wasn't really a battle there, whereas the Ferrari at least made him work for it. Hmm. When uh, when Lewis was coming round, I was like, come on, Danny, you've got to hold him up for as long as... I was like, they'll be over yeah. the radio here. They'll be like, hold Lewis up as much as you possibly can then literally half a lap later he gets past I was like damn it and yeah. I was like right Carlos is our last chance <laughs> yeah, and I mean the Ferraris came out and said well the whole weekend Ferrari was saying look we don't have we've got more horsepower this year but we don't have the straight line speed and that was plainly obvious when Hamilton cruises past uh, Leclerc mm, like that was yeah. a scary amount of overspeed but uh, after Lewis got past Lando the gap started closing again. I was like, surely not Lando. It was like 62 out of 63 laps. I was like, even if he does, even if he gets into DRS, there's not a chance here. Yeah. But I think it was it, it was like 1.7 and then it got down to like 1.3. I was like, what's happened? <laughs> like, how was he catching? Yeah. Especially on soft tyres that he had on that car for 33 laps. Like... But, but it's like... I said to you guys in the chat, I was like, you've got to go soft tyres here. Like, they will go to the end. Yes, you've got to manage a little bit, but they were going to be so much quicker on the restart. And yeah. if you're good enough on the straights, if you use your energy correctly, you won't be able to get a pass. And that's exactly what Lando did. Yeah. So I'm not even surprised that they went on the softs. I'm surprised that the Ferraris didn't. Well, that's the point, though, that Ferrari probably th- thought, you know what, we haven't got the pace to make all of that work. And, I mean... Danny Rick didn't really have to do a great deal. He that obviously uh, towards the end he had Stroll um up the back of him um and kept uh, that gaggle of cars behind. But Lando, I mean we've been gushing about him this entire time. <laughs> um like he did everything right. He knew he had the pace. They knew he could make that work. I mean yeah. and Danny Rick he made it work, but that was kind of of lesser importance. But you're 100% right. The soft tire getting past Leclerc at the beginning that's what that's what got him that podium because yeah. and it he was able to do the tyre tyre saving also just before we finish this bit like a word for Daniel Ricciardo in 
helping the team gain yeah. the podium by obeying team orders. I mean, I think it's I think it's a little too early in your career to not obey team orders in that situation, but it was a complete right decision. Like Lando gapped yeah. like two seconds in like two laps exactly after he went past. So. Yeah, and, and it, Danny said afterwards, he said, "I just had to swallow my pride." <laughs> it's like yeah. Yeah, like Danny's not the kind of person that's gonna be like, uh, no, like unless it was, you know, what Red Bull Vettel, like. <laughs> yeah, he said that he thought uh, he felt like the team gave him uh, the, uh, like an optimum opportunity to show yeah. his pace, and that they decided he was slower than Lando, which was the right decision in the end. But fair play to Danny for letting him pass and obviously putting the team first in that situation. Well, can't wait for the. Uh, Netflix um, episode <laughs> where that's portrayed as a uh, as a real rivalry and uh, team orders uh, and Lando when he got the podium can't wait for that one. <laughs> George Russell he had a great Saturday and he had a great first half to his um, Sunday. He was very good in the wet weather, mm. um, sitting in tenth for everything like yeah. comfortable comfortably going to score points and then there was two incidents so we'll start mm-hmm. with the um, George and Lewis one mm-hmm. so Lewis is coming up to the toaster hairpin trying to lap George George is sticking on the dry line which has turned to be like the outside so Lewis has come in and tried to go up the inside on the wet and has just slipped on through into the gravel tried to get out of the gravel as <laughs> slowly as possible without spinning his tyres up and yeah. digging himself in and then crashing into the wall I saw a lot of people saying that George should have given him the racing line which is the dry line you idiots <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that's where that was going and I did trust you to have that be where it was going there's, idiots. there's not a chance that George is in that situation putting his race and his car at risk to let Lewis through at that point and putting his car on the wet tarmac because otherwise oh, especially because he's a second away from Bottas exactly yeah. and that situation that we saw with George like George was always going to let him through it's blue flags he has to it may have meant yeah. like in that corner realistically Lewis should have maybe just backed off a little bit and taken him after the corner yeah well that's what George Lewis have... said Lewis said afterwards like yeah. look I was impatient I and yeah. I very rarely am impatient on the racetrack I wanted to get by exactly that exactly. Well, that's the thing he, he said in that interview like post race he was like I made a mistake now that's not hit, that's him admitting that he was at fault if he thought it was George like doing something wrong mm-hmm. he would have said George didn't get him out of the way or would have done corporate of like oh well it's one of those things like yeah. well we get into that later yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he came over the radio straight away as soon as he hit uh, as, as soon as he was in the gravel he said I'm so so sorry guys yeah like yeah. well it's because he knows that probably could have got a win yeah because at that time he was closing heavily on mm-hmm. Max mm-hmm. Um, it, it seemed like Lewis is just I'm going to say Lewis is a better wet weather driver but also he's a better tyre management because he still had tyres left at that phase where the tyres were dying out he was obviously closing in on Max quite a lot I know like traffic mm-hmm. was yeah. pretty oh, mental the traffic was 
unbelievable at that point because I mean the gaps were dropping from five seconds to one second, then back up to five seconds yeah, when yeah. the other when the other one was going through the traffic. But I'll, I'll agree with you on the tire <laughs> saving definitely because that is that is one of Lewis's strongest um, like assets, and that's not something he had as a young driver. That was something he had to work hard on, and he I don't think many people do it better gonna get my weekly shout out to Jensen Button maybe you learnt it from him uh, <laughs> has to be done has to be done but I don't think there's as much of a gulf between Lewis and Max in the wet they're both generational talents in they're the wet they're both very good but I yeah. I don't know whether I guess on current evidence yes I mean obviously Lewis has been <laughs> doing it for far longer and has won some of the most amazing races in the wet and I mean, Max bottled it in Turkey, but um, and this whole slipped immediates or whatever, like. <laughs> but when well, we almost got a return of him this weekend, didn't well, we? Well, yeah, <laughs> but when Max is in the group, I mean, that race in Brazil um, in 2016, where he comes second in the wet, like that race, like he is an amazing driver in the wet and someone that. I mean, if I was oh, well. I would I would bet on both of them like in, in a wet race <laughs> hedge my bets remember to gamble responsibly I guess what I'm saying is I don't want to I don't want to say one is better than the other but Lewis probably is better than the other and that's the point I want to make Lewis <laughs> Lewis is better because he's done it for many more years simple as that <laughs> yeah I mean judge them at the same point in their career then I think there's a argument to be made but I mean he's got a good 10-15 years on him so you know like well, <laughs> we can judge my my favorite thing is people going like max verstappen is a god he's been in the sport for seven seasons and he's had 11 wins that's not the best record you know <laughs> like, yeah. like i know it's not, it's not great yeah, i know like <laughs> circumstances comes into it but he has thrown away race victories he's, yeah like and obviously everyone has done that like and especially when they're in uh when they're younger but i mean He's beat like he is. Don't get me wrong. He is going to be one of the greatest of all time statistically. That's something that I genuinely believe. But it's far too premature for people to be saying, "Ah, oh, well, he's already one of the best drivers we're, we've ever seen." Um, but I mean, that's what uh, gets people to tune in when uh, Martin Brundle's going, "Ah, oh, well, the there we're seeing the battle of the greatest and this, that, and the other." And yeah, that's a that's a bit far. I'm like Seb's in 14th. How can you say this? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, All right, pity Seb. Let's let's go on to the other George Russell incident, which was with <laughs> Valtteri. Well, now we both came on to the we we all came onto the groove chat, and we all have different opinions immediately from it, which I think shows the nature of the incident where it was like. It is just depending on your opinion, whether you're on Bottas's side or you're on George's side, or you're just on a racing incident side, which I think everyone can say that it is just a racing yeah. incident. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if the FIA and the stewards were able to come to the decision that it was a racing incident, then, you know, we should all be able to come to that. Because <laughs> if anyone was going yeah. to find a guilty party, like, <laughs> the stewards would have loved to have uh, given out a penalty or whatever, so... Yeah, I um, I thought it was more George's fault, so that's why I agreed with the sixty forty. Because I I don't get me wrong, he should have totally gone for that overtake on Bottas. Bottas was stinky; he was in ninth. 
it means a lot to try and overtake a, uh, a Mercedes. But also, you've got Kimi Raikkonen right behind him. If he's in tenth and he gets overtaken by Kimi, he's out of the points. Yeah. So it's vital that he gets past Bottas because he was faster. Um, Stroll got passed on lap thirty-one. Mm-hmm. So, and then the lap later, um, Hamilton spun out. Yeah. Well, not spun out, but crashed up in that lap. Stroll had gapped Bottas two and a half seconds in one lap. He was slow. So it makes sense that George is going to try that. If he's got DRS, he's got the perfect run. He's side by side going into that tiny little kink. There's still another good few hundred metres left of that strike. He would have easily made that overtake. So I don't see any problem of him trying to overtake him. Your instant reaction to the incident was to place the blame more with George, uh, with George uh, me yeah. and Jack we both placed it more with Bottas um, and George is well in his rights to try and make that overtake um, and I think something we're going to need to do is separate the incident to then the reaction after it because like <laughs> there's uh, there's there's two things at play here um, yeah. and having seen obviously because we have watched, uh, watched it happen then saw uh, what the commentators thought, the pundits thought and then Ross Braun weighed in it today um, having seen CCTV footage uh, which gave them a better view than the um, television cameras we won't get to see that I don't think uh, I don't think that'll ever be released uh, but I would that's really in, like that, to see that's that in, that's in Toto's vault either in Toto's vault or uh, you know Netflix are going to uh, pay Netflix, a yeah. huge amount to uh, to get that but it's been launched out of a plane so yeah. on the flight back to Britain yeah you know and you can't blame them because it because that CCTV footage led Ross Braun to say I am placing I am placing the blame more with Bottas not that it's Bottas's fault uh, because it's a racing incident but um, it the article I read suggests that the kink in the um, the move the slight move to the right hand side which is because of the way the circuit goes and the way yeah. the dry line and the racing line goes so it's not a deliberate action I don't think he's trying to defend there by moving he's just taking his line um, so yeah that CCTV footage shows that more clearly and that's why um, Braun is laying the blame with Bottas because he is just taking his line yes but at that speed with the DRS there was in those conditions yeah it was I guess it's just clump, kind of clumsy from both of them, really, that Bottas, Bottas needs to make sure he's giving as much space as he can and not not moving, sticking to one line. And yes, he's not drastically, erratically moving, but by taking the, the normal racing line, by following the dry line and swooping, uh, drifting to the right, he is then... George is obviously going to react. And George, that car hasn't got a lot of downforce, um, <laughs> I guess to say the least. George has got the DRS, has got a hell of amount of overspeed, about 30 miles an hour overspeed, I think I read. And there's a lot of the straight to go. So he's thinking, you know, I can quickly nip by and get to the breaking point first, job done, move on. And Bottas is thinking, well, I've got to, de- I've got to defend this, but I'm not going to do anything drastic. And to be honest, it probably would have been better if he'd taken drastic action, because... It was just that little move that meant that George didn't know whether more was coming, whether he was going to defend. And yeah, I definitely not. agree with that. Like, I feel like if Bottas had taken a drastic move to defend, um, George would have backed off. I reckon the spook yeah. wouldn't have been 
a spook to the side to get a wheel on the wet grass. It would have been a spook to tap the brakes. Yeah, obviously not. Not a a stamp on the brakes because then you're uh, going to Narnia. But like, yeah, you're you're going to tap the brakes and go for it next lap. Yeah, tap on the brakes. The DRS closes, and you know it's uh, you know we we try the next DRS zone. I think Mm. so. After all of the reflection, seeing all the different opinions, Anthony Davidson's analysis of it was brilliant. Right, as was. Um, can we just can we just uh, change that to Anthony Davidson? It's brilliant. <laughs> well, yeah. To be honest, like yeah. he always has very good insights, and yeah, like, I I very rarely find myself disagreeing with him. Um, Although I do feel like there was a there was a there was a little bit where it's like Anthony's probably thinking. How much can I say without losing my sim, my, yeah, uh, <laughs> my simulator driving job? <laughs> right. So yeah, Ant gave a good account of it, and he said sixty forty to Bottas. Uh, sorry, sixty forty to George, but then kind of backtracked a bit and said, "I can see both sides of it." Um, Damon Hill was kind of like, "Well, racing incident." Like it's his reaction was, "It's Formula One in it," and that, <laughs> yeah. and I think that genuinely sums up pretty well that. It, I mean, and it, and. and, and... Toto said after the race as well that um, when, like, if we, it's a difficult one because if we see that George doesn't want to try and overtake there, it's it's his heart really in racing if he doesn't want to try and make that overtake. Yeah. But then he always also has to think about the, uh, Toto's job is to think about the Mercedes Mm -hmm. brand and by default he then has to sort of say, well, he shouldn't be trying that sort of move on a Mercedes Mm -hmm. car. Well, I think that gets on to the aftermath of the incident. Yeah. Um, it got ugly. <laughs> yeah. In words and in actions, to be honest. George coming over the radio saying, oh, you're trying to kill us. I'm fine with that. He of the moment, you've just had a very big crash. Yeah. Going over and shouting at him when he's just had that monster crash and he's still in the cockpit, I think that is a bit bit too much and that's what he's come out and yeah. apologised I mean, for the thing so is I'm as well, cool with that. I thought he was walking over to him to see if he was okay <laughs> I thought so too and then but... you saw him like and even, even at first look it was uh, I thought he'd kind of just like given him like a little pat on the back of the head to be like alright fair enough whatever yeah. Yeah. but then when we saw it slowed it down afterwards, it was the replay <laughs> then you see, you him see Bottas' the bird, yeah. finger <laughs> yeah. and then but you can see yeah. right George is, George is lashed out there <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is there that Bottas had no idea what George has said. Yeah. Like he didn't hear anything. Like no. he says that. So he was just flipping him off. So to be honest, George shouldn't have gone over there. That's a that's a slam dunk. Like he shouldn't have gone over and had a go at him. Like but after that accident, the amount of adrenaline that's going to be going through your body, fight or flight yeah. is very much an action and his body, his his, <laughs> his brain chose fight. Like it, I mean, yeah. and and if I'm honest, I can't say that <laughs> personally. I don't think I would have had any different reaction to George. No, like, I would have I been think pissed, that... and I would have got out, and I would have gone and uh, given the person a piece of my mind. Honestly, yeah. like, and I know that these drivers, we need to hold them to a higher level, but that's mm. that was a very human reaction, but one that he has rightly apologised for. Bottas mm. should not have stuck his middle finger up at him. Like, Especially without hearing what he said, he's exactly. literally at, at that point he's, yeah. he's given George the middle finger for 
what has happened. Happened, yeah. So and at that point, like from that point, he has blamed George for the entire incident. Like there's yeah. no other reason for him to swear at him. He's gone. This is his fault. I'm going to swear at him. Yeah, and then I mean Bottas then slapping him on the head. No, uh, sorry, George slapping him on the helmet. That was very childish. But that was then again. He's he's hype. He's pumped up. George is pro- George is going to assume that Bottas has heard him and then just stuck his middle finger up at him. Which, mm-hmm. if you're saying to someone, are you trying to kill us? And then he just sticks a middle finger up at him, at you, you're not going to react well. He shouldn't have done it. Yeah. But it's George's reaction, unprofessional, but understandable. Bottas's reaction, unprofessional, understandable. But the way they reacted has definitely fed into then analysis of the crash itself. I mean, and, and also both of them coming out into the media and continuing to blame each other. At that point, I feel like it would have been ideal for Toto to have got them both together straight after they're out of the yeah. car and gone, don't talk about this anymore. Well, I was going to say, so, think, about, so uh, that's the thing. think about Barcelona that... when Lewis and Rosberg came together. They were sent straight to the uh, motorhome to debrief. They weren't allowed mm. to go to the media first. Yeah. But that's what I appreciated about George. He went, and everyone else is very PR trained. He said what was on his mind. He said, um, Natalie Pinkham asked him what he said to Bottas, and he said, I asked him if he was trying to kill us both. And then um, George, when he was talking about it, he said, uh, he's not really fighting for anything. A P9 for him is nothing. For us, it's everything. The move would have been absolutely easy. Like, he hasn't backed down that he's not in the wrong. And I appreciate that mm. because everyone else would have been like, oh, you know, can I just, it's a shame, everything like that. Can I also yeah, give a word to Natalie Pinkham as well? I thought her interviews were absolutely yeah. on She's point. She's a very good interviewer. Unbiased, and also, when she um, interviewed she threw, Lewis, she threw no blame towards either driver. Uh, yeah. she didn't antagonise either of them she got their point of view and let them go which yeah. was spot on exactly <laughs> what was needed it's exactly yeah. what was needed yeah. right. I mean anyone that has listened to other episodes know that we're big fans of hers and it's <laughs> great to see her playing more prominent roles um, in Sky's, yeah. uh, Sky's team so yeah um, but yeah like I do agree with the whole thing that he did come out and speak his mind he did then and I, I've done it myself when you feel the blood pumping, your cortisol levels are rising and you start speaking kind of in anger, then you go a step too far. And which I think the Bottas comment saying um he wouldn't do that to anyone yeah, else. That's that's where I was going with that, yeah. I think that's yeah, that's a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, very like Bo- Bottas said, a bit too tinfoil yeah, hat. Yeah. And that was my exact words. I was, was like tinfoil hats. Tinfoil hats on boys. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, I understand why he thought that and why he said it because his brain he was so hot, hot, pumped up still like in that zone from having the accident and he was allowed to speak his mind and he didn't have that voice in his head to say you know what maybe we don't say that maybe that's not a good idea and we can all be guilty of that and he has exactly. come out and apologised for that and, so and, yeah. and my point of view on it is like they're... They were both, from the moment they got out of the car, they were both in the wrong. Yes. Towards yeah. each other. Fair enough, like, instant reactions, get annoyed. Like, I understand all of that. But in terms of 
the sport in terms of what Toto would have wanted to have seen and what Mercedes would have wanted to have seen yeah. they wouldn't have wanted any of that to play out whatsoever um, and it le- it's also links to what you said Luke that we have to hold them to a higher standard Like I know George is young Like we can make all of the excuses under the sun for George of he's young adrenaline was pumping uh, he saw red anything like this like what he did was wrong he shouldn't have lashed out at Bottas he shouldn't have gone over to the car to speak to him had yeah. it, unless he was going over there to see if Bottas was alright that's the only yeah. time I think it's acceptable to approach another person after an accident really, well, yeah, is right. to go and yeah. see if they're alright he shouldn't have really come out and said what he did I know to an extent we like that he spoke in his mind but like none of this should have happened it should have been incident behind closed doors yeah <laughs> and simple as that yeah I think that sums up sort of the PR side of it and also to be honest the crash shouldn't have happened like that, the crash shouldn't have happened but like it, it's very hard like I don't want to place uh, I mean as as Brad said both of my, both mine and your viewpoints Luke were the, the blame was on Bottas's side like I'm I'm very indifferent now because I can fully yeah. see both sides of it yeah exactly like yes I get that Bottas I get there's a natural kink it looked to me as if Bottas had a slight move to the right which spooked George but also George was on the wet bit of the track are you expecting Bottas to then pull over onto the wet bit of the track which we've said earlier on with the George and Lewis incident we didn't expect George to go onto the wet bit of the track to let Lewis pass so why is Bottas got to get on the wet bit of the track to let George pass in that situation there's a million things here racing incident I don't think like we're never going to get to the bottom of what really happened Bottas will never come out publicly and say George like well George I think the only argument here is that whether Bottas did purposely go to the left to stop George getting past him. Don't go to the right even to stop George getting past him. That's the only way that that could ever, this situation could ever be like, gone, right, this is definitively this person's fault. Well, you know what? Ross Braun needs to give us the CCTV. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) But, Um, yeah. But that's the way I see it. Like, it's not, I I mean, I was furious at the time because it's George Russell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but right. looking back on it, it's like the, the I would veer to blaming Bottas, but not with the evidence we have. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a, a good way um, of seeing it. And I mean, George came out with his apology, and he said, "You know what? Uh, well, so he obviously came out with his apology. He's like, no, we're now going to be focused on Portugal. But also, he said before the Portuguese Grand Prix that he is going to sit down and have clear the air talks with Bottas. And I'd imagine probably mediated by Toto. <laughs> um, and the issue will be put to bed. Now, why don't we let Nico Rosberg mediate it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> is Bottas's career over? Is George's <laughs> career over? Insert meme background. <laughs> There's our title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is Bottas's career over? <laughs> But yeah, um, and I think to be honest, that's the those are the main talking points of the race. Um, mm-hmm. I think a few other things that um, sort of can rattle through before we come to uh, do a new segment, which is going to be a um, report card for the drivers. Um, I think one uh, something that we need to uh, mention is that obviously Charles and Se- and uh, Carlos Sainz double points finish for uh, Ferrari. That was a very strong weekend for them. Um, 
and we've sort of said we've talked about science thinking he could have done better but I mean uh, P4 and P5 for Ferrari that is a massive improvement um, mm-hmm. so I think they can be very pleased with their with their work and uh, Charles is still getting the best out of that car in quali and the race it's great to see and Carlos is definitely in my opinion the the best of the drivers that have changed teams so far like he's taken to that Ferrari like a duck towards yeah yeah, like, and yep. he's been able to modulate how much he is pushing, um, like as like required by the situation, which the other drivers have not reached a level of comfort with the car, mm-hmm. um, to be able to do that. Which, um, obviously, well, hopefully, uh, Daniel Ricciardo, as the season goes on, that'll be a different story. But then, um, a side note, um, I think needs to go to uh, Lance Stroll, um, and um, finishing the points. Um, had a very solid weekend, to be honest. I mean, you wouldn't expect P7 yeah. out of the um, Aston Martin at the moment, so I think he can be obviously circumstances oh, yeah, played got, a role there. Given Did he get given seventh in the end? Yeah. For the oh wait uh, no because no he got no, demoted. No, no, he, got, he got demoted to eighth. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, he got uh, yeah he got demoted because he, um, he, he overtook Gasly. Yes, Yes, okay, P8 yes. then. Because that happened. It was at Tamborello. He just went straight on through the gravel and just didn't give the position back. I was like, why Bruh. are you not giving that position back? So when it was like after the race, I was like, yeah, finally. Mm. That's a slam dunk yeah. penalty. Again, the fact there was so much during that race, had forgotten about the, those positions being swapped. So yeah, Gasly, P7, and Stroll, P8. I mean, okay, he got a penalty, but that's a solid weekend for Stroll. And then... Because of Raikkonen's 30-second penalty, which was, I mean, 30 seconds because it would have been a stop-go penalty, so they had to give the penalty and the pit-stop time. It was very excessive in terms of what happened, but it was an infringement of um, the sporting regulations. So they tend to come with pretty slam-dunk concrete penalties. It It was basically the restart. He went off. And what you're supposed to do is go back into pits and let everybody pass. Mm-hmm. Is what I th- what I think. He didn't do that, so that's why yeah. he's got the penalty. Well, so and that's why he's got. Does you a, you have two options: either you go to the pit lane and let everyone pass, or you go back to your position. And he did not. He did neither. Right. So, uh, but you can't do that under a safety car because you can't overtake. Exactly. Car, which is what Perez did. Which is why Perez got the penalty. Yeah. So it's very severe, but. That's the rules. Yeah, exactly. That that is the rules, and that's. Uh, but that was a shame because Raikkonen had had a very good race. Like mm-hmm. he had a cracking yeah. race. Um, Showed experience. Yeah, like a cool head in uh, in difficult uh, circumstances. Unfortunate mm-hmm. for Giovinazzi that he had issues and had to uh, had to uh, box to have the yeah. brakes sorted out because he was on for points, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And then I. Well, yeah. If if Bottas and. Russell had their issues. He well, both of the Alfa Romeos would have been ninth and tenth. Yeah, because they were lining run. They were lined stern. Yeah. So it's a shame for it's a shame for um, Alfa Romeo, but also low key, it's a good thing for Williams that they've come away without any points because otherwise, uh, yeah. Like basically, it's back to square one in that uh, in that battle, um, yeah. which yeah. isn't great because Williams could have made a good leap forward, uh, but. They've not lost anything here. Yeah, the three of them yeah. are still on zero points, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
And I think then just um, before we go on to the rankings, um, to end this uh, quick uh, drive-by, um, that Ocon Alonso, double points finish for Alpine, and Ocon, great weekend. Alonso, he got 10th place by virtue of Kimi Raikkonen getting that harsh, well, severe penalty, because it's not harsh because those are the rules, but it's a severe penalty to be given. Yeah. So, that's, uh, I think, sort of the drive-by of the race, and uh, now to come on to our report cards. So, um, I think this is going to become a regular feature that after the race we'll give a grade from A star to U, um, because, you know, we went through uh, school when those were the grades still given out rather than uh, the numbers. Um, so... I think we were essentially marking at U as there wasn't enough evidence to give a grade, are we? Either not enough evidence yeah, or unbelievably dreadfully, dreadfully awful. Yeah. yes exactly let's start with Max Verstappen what are we going for boys I've gone for an A star because I genuinely think that the the race was managed impeccably um, yes he did make the mistake in qualifying but he had atoned for that by the first corner well the first proper corner because obviously the king counts as turn one so I'm yeah that's fine I've, I've gone with an A uh, I've, I've taken the taken the star off yeah, he, for the quality performance he, yeah didn't get a pole that's it yeah fair enough right um, I mean we all thought he did get a pole so <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah um, Lewis Hamilton I've gone for an A um, yeah A I've gone for an A Wow, shocker that one. I mean, yeah, he uh, he made a mistake, but he fought back with it. So um, he completely atoned. Yeah, exactly. Then, I was tempted with an A plus, but I went for A. Okay. Then Lando. I'm sorry. Yeah, get it right. Uh, <laughs> Lando Norris. A star. A star. I've just gone with an A. Oh, you again? You it's, it's, another, it's another. It's it's another qualifying he. Yeah, he didn't get third of any. Dropped to ninth from the start because he had a poor start. Of mm, course, he, he atoned yeah. again. He did have a poor so, start. But he did get clarted, but we don't know by who because the there was yeah. so much spray that we have no he said, idea who hit him. You said he had contact with Stroll. Yeah, but yeah, he thought he Stroll. thought Stroll. Of course, but the, yeah. Lando, Lando and Stroll making contact again. Of course. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Can I just say I, I put I put in brackets or well, next to the majority of these like a little note. <laughs> for each person Fernando I've just put a tick I couldn't yeah. really think I couldn't really <laughs> summarise it with words so I've just gone with it yeah. well, I mean Lando made it the first double British podium since China 2012 so uh, that was, uh, mm. uh, uh, was a good day to be to be British and, uh, as they like to tell us the 700th yes. British podium <laughs> yes which well technically now 701 but there we go because <laughs> if Lewis got the podium it would have been 700 right but because both of them 701, 701. <laughs> but, right so because <laughs> it doesn't sound good seven, no, yeah, like, um, no one te- no one tells Sky Sports F1 that one <laughs> I, think, I think we should just uh, combine the Ferraris together to be honest I've gone with a B for both a B for both I've gone for an A for Charlotte B for Sainz mm-hmm. uh, I've gone B plus and B, so yeah. yeah. I think Charles got the most out of it. Signs ha- had a good recovery, but qualifying was a bit dodge. Yeah. So, mm. 
Then we've got Daniel Ricardo. Um, I've gone so for a C. I've gone for a C as well because he underperformed. I've gone for a C he, as well. He, he performed how I'd expect the car to perform, but he underperformed compared to his teammate. Yeah, like I think he was bang average. Yeah, exactly. Like he he got good points, decent qualifying position, but when your teammate gets a podium, it's uh, yeah. And you're well. That's the thing. He was thirty seconds away from Lando mm. when there was about thirty laps left. That is really poor. Yeah, like even with traffic so and this, arguably, that, and the I other. could I could have gone less. Arguably, I could have gone True. less and gone for a D. But, but I think there we go. Like McLarens, we're expecting in the majority of the season to be around fifth or sixth. So I think it's I, bang average. C grades bang average, really, in my opinion. Yeah. So what what I found interesting, um, twenty eighteen, Red Bull were sixth, fifth and sixth quite a lot, and he was disappointed in that. Mm-hmm. I kind of like how he's gone from Renault where 6th is good and now McLaren 6th is bad again like that's how that's the projection of McLaren at the moment they're annoyed with that especially as P5 P6 is a standard race where the two front teams run away with it then yeah P5 P6 is what is expected so yeah Mm. like but yeah he he was in uh, yeah decent points we'll take it so 7th place Pierre Gasly. Yes. So this is a tricky one because obviously. Hang on, I'm trying to find him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll ramble. Uh, so yeah, he, um, him, and the team obviously came to the decision to st- put the wets on and then stick with it. Um, great the qualifying. Wrong <laughs> that, the wrong decision. The wrong decision to put the wets yeah. on and stick with yes, it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, I've gone for a B though because good recovery drive after a difficult start to the race because once they had stuck with that tyre for so long they had to just ride it out for as long as they could in case the heavens opened So, and he fought back to P7 So it's very true but I've, I've actually gone for a D a D? okay because of the strategy I honestly think he could have potentially been on the podium this weekend had they not messed up at the start of the race like, he was he was like last I think like Eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's that an is amazing fair. recovery drive. Don't get me wrong, but it's a it, it's it's a clanger. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, no. Really. Like, yeah, I think, it's, I not, think... It's, not, it's not a little mistake. Like it's it's dropped him down what, like four or five places, in my opinion. So yeah, because I mean, starting P five could have uh, yeah could have uh, been battling for the podium. But I think the reason I went higher was because qualifying. Again, P five is probably the maximum you could expect out of the AlphaTauri. Like, so I think probably in my head I've got an A in qualifying and a C in the race, um, which comes out to a B, maybe a B minus. Like, fair enough. But yeah. Um, right, eighth place, Lance Stroll. So I'd forgotten he got a penalty, um, <laughs> and so I had to change uh, my uh, <laughs> my mark after that. And I've gone for a B minus. Mm-hmm. I I've could also be swayed for right. a C plus. <laughs> I've gone for a B. I have gone. I've gone for a C plus B minus. Yeah, like well. it's, it's, I've gone for a B because, like, regardless of the the penalty, I think like he he massively over, over as much as it pains me to say it with Lance Stroll, he massively overperformed the car this weekend. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, the discussion we had where yeah he pulled where he overtook uh, Bottas and was two seconds ahead after a lap. Like he got he got the maximum and some out of that car. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's fair enough. So Esteban Ocon. Should we group these two together or uh, or do them separately? Well, they're together. They were together on track. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I've gone Ocon C, Alonso D. Okay. So given them both a C. Hmm. I've gone a B for Ocon, mm-hmm. and I've given Alonso a D. Um, and a lot of that D is based on uh, qualifying, because yeah, he was pretty. He was nowhere in qualifying, mm-hmm. and the race he kind of did what was expected but he only got points he got points because Raikkonen had an infringement penalty not because he quali- he finished P10 so but yeah. I think Ocon deserves a bit more so respect because he hassled that car for all it was worth yeah true. you're yeah you're making me rethink Ocon as well because he started on the wets he pitted what lap one lap two when yeah they the were clearly car. intermediate tyres so he went right to the back fought through to get points I would argue that Alpine really isn't a points car at the moment. It is very much in that midfield of like ten or eleven to fifteen, just depending on how their race yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, the they obviously benefited from Bottas and Russell and then Kimi getting penalties and slash retirements. Yeah. So I thought he just had an average, but yeah, I could be swayed for a bit higher. Yeah, I mean, it's not as if he set the world alight, but he. It- he kept his nose clean. Yeah. That is the that that was the message of this weekend was keep your nose clean. Exactly. I think that's uh yeah. We didn't really see him much, did we, to be honest? No. Like, he kept his nose clean. No. I can't really remember. I think I only him. saw Alonso when he was uh, I only saw Alonso when he was off the track or in the gravel. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I saw I saw more of Alonso before the race crashing <laughs> at the hairpin <laughs> than actually in the race. Yeah. I think that's completely fair. <laughs> um so we move on to P eleven. Uh Sergio Perez. Yeah, where where do you begin? Because that's it's been a very difficult weekend for him. Um, uh-huh. Well, even that's kind of being a bit unfair because Saturday was great for him. Like, put it P two, beat his teammate in quali. So I've gone for an E. Yeah, I've gone for an E. I've gone for an E as well. It's a big I, old I, E. I, I, oh. I contemplated an F. Is an E <laughs> second place in quali- that's second place in qualifying. <laughs> Second place in qualifying brought it up from an F to an E to me because realistically, eleventh place for that Red Bull is uh, quite shocking. I know he had his, his issues, well, it, but my my thing with it was um, overtaking on a safety car. That is the biggest no-no. Honestly, you can do that. It's so unsafe. You know that from the beginning of your career, you never overtake under the safety yeah. car. Right. That's bad enough. You get your penalty, so you drop towards the back. And then you spin trying to get through the field at the Villeneuve chicane. So you go even further to the back, and it's just like you're just like you're you're going one step forward for your pole position, and just six steps back, having a terrible race. Yeah. He just needed to keep. His he nose should have clean. easily got a double podium. Red yeah, Bull. they they needed him to come P three because Lewis was always gonna be either first or second. He was just he was bullish, like he was in the yeah. zone uh, this no. weekend. <laughs> He was Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> well, week. exactly. Like that's he, what he was. Yeah, like, and that I think that kind of that's the best way of uh, putting it for him. But yeah, like mm-hmm. Perez, 
it was so the um, safety car infringement, right? I very nearly messaged and I deleted it because I got confused because so he was in fourth, dropped down to sixth, and then went up to fourth, and I was like, oh, I just shat the bed there because I was like, oh, his timing maybe like he it looked like he dropped down the field or something, and then he went back and I was like, oh, it must have just been the timing tracker. Uh, like messing around because we see that a fair amount, unfortunately. Um, well, Latifi was um, Latifi was on that straight to the chicane for the whole race, even though he'd retired. Lamp yeah, it's so, like there's they had an issue yeah. there. So I was like, oh, it's all right. And then I saw him, I was like, ah, <laughs> that's a slam yeah. dunk. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, uh, not a great weekend so, there. No, not not a great weekend. Uh, also, not too great a weekend. I mean, a better race than qualifying, but Yuki Tsunoda. Well, I mean, better race than qualifying is also being <laughs> fairly generous because, I mean, a quali was terrible, and b he probably should have be, he should have been in the battle for points. Um, mm-hmm. But that uh, spin on the uh, safety car restart was what let him down. So, mm. so what I, are we going with, boys? I've gone for an F. F. Wow. I may have overdone this. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a D. I mean, I, I think I don't know. My note, my note next to it is experience gained. And yeah, I, think I can see that, that. I think that's a lot for Yuki. Like, I think in that, in that race, like even Alonso said it in his interview afterwards. He said, like, a lot of this, a lot of this stuff that we did today, I haven't done in this car yet. Um, like Yuki hasn't done it in any Formula One car, so the amount of experience he's gained in one race, like a rolling start, um, a wet race, um, just uh, a red flag, all of mm. this stuff, Yuki hasn't experienced in Formula One before. Like the experience, I mean, the same goes for obviously for Mick and Nikita as well. But it, I think he's gained a lot of experience this weekend, and the mistakes we've seen today, like he he's good enough to learn from them and not make them again. I think. Yeah, I can. I I went for, I went for an F just because crash and qualifying, uh, spin at the restart, but also uh, track limits. Yeah, he got that but five second he penalty. Honestly, he honestly got that in about five laps. Went from no track limits to you got a five second penalty. Like I feel like that was him going. Uh, well, fuck this. <laughs> I'm gonna catch up. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Uh, but yeah, may- not a maybe great I'll weekend. downgrade him to an E. To be honest. Maybe a D is too generous, but <laughs> like, I, I stand by that. I think he's gained a lot of experience this weekend. Oh, yeah, but I'm you sure, can give I'm him sure an E has. for experience. <laughs> there we go, perfect. Okay, the two Alpha Romeos, Kimi and Giovinazzi. So, Gio, um, I've gone for a uh, a B um, because his finishing position was of no fault of his own, but Quali was a bit stinky. Um, so, in my head, I'm kind of thinking somewhere about like an A minus for uh, the race, and um, somewhere around about a C minus for for qualities. So maybe a B. We'll go for a B minus there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, sorry, go for. I was going to say for no, you, for you. Kimmy. This one was difficult because I did my I did my ranking for him before he got the penalty, and I had given <laughs> him I'd given him an A. Um, simply because of racecraft um, I still don't want to take away too much for him so somewhere around about B somewhere around about B plus A minus for me because 
again, quality, okay, wasn't great, but he out-qualified his teammate. Um, and then he finished P9 on the track, obviously, in uh, uh, sporting regulation infringement. But I think most people probably would have fallen foul to that because I've never seen someone... Uh, well, I, I can't remember a time where that's happened and someone has gone to the pits to, to do that, so... Yeah. Um, I've gone Gio a D and Kimi a D. Kimi, I could be persuaded to go in, increase. Uh, I think both of them had very poor qualifying. Um, Kimi, yeah, was 11th for the first half of the race. I think eventually got into the points, but yeah, I could see him getting increased a bit more. With Gio, I think it's, it's kind of unrepresented because he had to pit halfway yeah. through the stint to get his breaks fixed so that's kind of yeah kind of sways it you don't really know what he could have done like yeah he, it, it was a sh- to be honest the real thing there with him is that it was a shame he didn't get to show what he was capable yeah yeah of. i mean i've gone with a c for both i've just gone i feel like yeah. they both had a bang average weekend if kimmy yeah. hadn't got the penalty he would have been higher um yes but you know it is c mm-hmm. for both we'll move right. on to Mick and the Egg. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. 15th face. Sebastian Vettel with a classified finisher, alright? Oh, Seb's getting an E then. <laughs> Wait, what? So Seb was classified as 15th and then the Hatties? Yeah, yeah Seb, so Seb, Seb was, because he retired with two laps. Yeah. But because the Hatties were two laps, mm-hmm. they so they retired so that they can get a new gearbox next race, because mm-hmm. that's what his issue yeah. was. So he still was classified, but he retired. Right. Um, I've gone for an E, mainly because it's not really his fault, but he did have a stinky weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, not the best qualifying, but a 13th is okay in the Aston Martin, it seems. Um, issues starting from the pit lane, no fault of his own. Um, had that. Went onto the slicks two laps early maybe yeah so didn't get a benefit of him didn't get a benefit of warm tyres but because he got the penalty for not having tyres on before the race had to do a 10 second stop and go and also, which meant he lost all of the tyres uh, all the tyre heat chat, um, I said I think that they may have jumped because of the penalty they found out as Vettel left the pits yeah uh, yeah, that's very unfortunate for them which yeah. um, I can't remember who it was was very critical of the FIA and race control for because they were like this happened 45 minutes ago at the start of the race why are you telling why are you yeah. telling us as he leaves the pits well I can imagine it was probably yeah. very unfortunate <laughs> um, yeah I went for a D um, and for pretty much the exact same reasons so yeah fine. I mean I've gone for an F to be honest I don't think it could have gone much worse from this weekend to be honest I know it was okay. it wasn't really thoughts of his own, but so. Well, yeah, that's the only reason that I didn't give him lower because I was like, I've it, just, you, you can't put it down to him, but it was a car crash of a weekend, so. Yeah. It's true, but if you really look into it, would the uh, would the Seb of old have got more from this weekend? Oh yeah, like no no questions yeah. asked. Like exactly. he would have. Uh, and that's that's what played into my decision to give yeah. him that grade a little bit is uh, I feel like Sebastian Vettel from a few years ago would have hassled a lot more out of that car Yeah, <laughs> which tells oh. us I think a lot of where unfortunately where Seb's career is going and it's quite sad to see because 
I thought this would be a big revival for him, Aston Martin. And I know it's in two races in, so it's easy to like it's jumping ahead. But saying this, but they're still playing catch up, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think to be honest, for Aston Martin this season is just going to go down as a we'll get as many points as we can, and and focus. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if they stopped developing the car. (laughs) Yeah, like to be honest, I would if I were them. So uh, because they can still battle with Alpine on a good day. Like, but instead, they're going to try and waste their money on a legal battle with the FIA. <laughs> which they are not allowed to sue, as per the Concord Agreement. But they're that's not. a discussion. We will talk about this next week. Right, so that's <laughs> we a discussion for a week. You took the words right out of my mouth. Right. Okay. Mick and the egg. Mick, I have given a D. I think he had a very good weekend, but the spin. I mean, I, I, I can't remember the actual video of him spinning. I know it was at the end of the pit lane. He got very unlucky with the fact that his accident stopped him entering the pit lane because they had to close the pit lane, which was very ironic. It was painful to watch because I was like, he can't pit because he's crashed. <laughs> like He did um, exactly what George did last year. Just trying to weave and warm his tyres up, little squirt of the throttle, lost the rears, yeah. span into the yeah. ball. Um, that's that's it. So I think that means next year that he's going to score points. I think by by that logic. <laughs> I mean, we hope so. We all so, like Mick, um, yeah. But yeah, I've gone for a D because of because of that. He was still miles quicker than Mazepin, but I mean, we said we said wall. at the start of the season, didn't we? Like his task this season is to beat Mazepin, and he's doing that quite convincingly yes. at the moment. So, mm. so yeah, com- com- I went for a C because can't argue with it to be honest because he put it in, in the putting it in the wall because originally I put down a B and it's like well you know like shouldn't have made that mistake recovered from it well gave us a really cute uh, team radio obviously that's not uh, factoring into my uh, my report card but oh yes it is Luke. Yeah. but he <laughs> we, beat... we know you <laughs> well what can I say yeah. <laughs> cute means but, cute alright <laughs> yeah but he did beat the egg by half a second in qualifying and then after all of his misadventures he was quicker that he beat the egg by half a lap. So, like, he did everything he needed to yeah. do despite the accident. But, yeah, like, there's not really much you can get out of that Haas, which is a shame. I might be about to, uh, I might be about to ruin your two grades for Mazepin, but um, I'm giving Mazepin a U because I refuse to grade a man who won't apologise for sexual assault. Amen. Right, we move on. Um, so, the non-classified finishers, we have uh, George Russell and Valtteri Bottas um, and obviously <laughs> Nicholas Latifi. Bottas, the, these these are hard ones. I mean, Bottas, I'm, I've tried to judge it pre-incident, to be honest, I think, yeah. for Bottas and George. Um, Bottas, I've given an F. Because yeah, 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 100%. If he finished the race, honestly, I question if he'd been in the, if he would have been in the points. Yes, yeah, honestly, I mean, yeah, like um, he he never had the pace the entire weekend, which was so weird. Yeah, I've just gone with a straight F for Bottas. Yeah, yeah like no arguments there yeah. from me. Um, um, George was more George. well, George was more challenging because obviously. Whilst Bottas's whole weekend was stinky, up until the crash, George's had been immaculate. Mm-hmm. So, I've gone for a B minus because twelfth place in qualifying, 
that is a hell of a result. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he was battling with Bottas at that point was on for good points, maybe even, you know, uh, seventh or eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was on for that. And the crash wasn't entirely his fault, and nor was it entirely Bottas' Bottas's fault. So I think B minus, I think, is where, I, where, I'm, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I've gone C. Yeah. <laughs> See, I found it hard with this one because, like, my logic for a C grade was this is where I expected you to be. Um, it's hard to judge that when a car doesn't finish. Well, that's true. Especially yeah. Yeah, when I... that car is ten places above where I'm expecting it to be when it crashed. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, well, I th- I th- they, they, that brings up an argument because I don't expect that. I did expect around this track, George yeah, to be in general, in around general, that on position. In case of the Williams car, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. they okay. should be 17th, 18th ahead of the Hatties. Realistically, on their pace, like they're slower than the Alfa Romeo and they're quicker than Hatties. So Sometimes. Very track dependent. Track dependent, yeah. And I think, like, George's statement he's put out this evening, he said. They've known since the start of the season that Imola would be their best chance of getting good points. Mm. So I don't like. Unfortunately, based off of that, I don't think we're going to get too much of a look in. in in normal race circumstances without crazy races. I don't think we're going to get too much of a look in at George being that high up for the rest of the season. Yeah. Mono- Monaco, uh, but... Monaco masterclass in. <laughs> He's yeah. putting it on pole, boys. Put the uh, put the bet on now. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, <laughs> then, yeah, I, I've I've ended up with a B for George. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my initial know. reaction was a B, and then I put the minus next to it. It's, so it's a very it's a very hard one to judge. Yeah, I mean, because as if, if, if he yeah. if he'd been there, if if he'd overtaken Bottas and stayed in that position for the rest of the race, it would have been an A star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, and I think that's kind of the best reflection on it. Like, like it's a very one, it's a very difficult one to judge. So I'm yeah. just gonna leave it at that, really, rather than talking any more about it. <laughs> right to round off the podcast, yeah, Big Donny. I'm gonna kick it off with a D for Don Latifi. A D for Don Latifi. How can you give him a D? He didn't even complete a lap. Quality, his quality performance. Yeah, so? You can't give him a D for qualifying. <laughs> you can't give him a D for his whole weekend when he didn't complete the fucking lap of a race. <laughs> that That is a... That's an F or a U. Like, F because he crashed immediately, or U because it's unrepresentative. For me, anyway. I, again, I can... I went, I went for an E. So, we've got D, E, F. Like... So, uh, yeah, I mean... Didn't complete a lap. But his quality performance was was great. Oh, yeah, his quality was amazing. And <laughs> if, if, if you go for an N grade, then we've got Latifi as a DNF. So <laughs> there we go. It, grade N. There we go. Dump. <laughs> and with that. That is all we have time for in today's race rundown, the Imola Grand Prix. What do you think about our rankings of the drivers? Let us know by tweeting us or messaging our Instagram. Thanks a lot for listening. Catch us next week and have a nice.